We talk a lot about taking time for ourselves, self-care, wellness, even the occasional vacation. But how do you set boundaries when you're setting aside time for yourself? This week, Becky's going to tell us about her recent experience and maybe just offer a little advice on how we can have a better self-care and wellness experience ourselves. This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine and viewfinder family. Before we get into this week's topic, we have a little bit of a celebration, don't we, Becky? I think we do. It's episode 200. Can you believe it? Becky, that means 200 consecutive weeks of doing <laughs> this. I mean, wow. I, I yeah. got it kind of mind-blowing a little bit. Congratulations. Uh, I feel like this is, you know, we've done a lot in 200 episodes. And... I, and there are people out there who have stuck with us for yeah. 200 episodes. You guys have listened to us 200 times. <laughs> hey, and anybody in the Viewfinder family other than Becky's mom, if you've listened right. to all 200 episodes, we want to hear from you because we might just have a special prize for you. We and I'm not joking. <laughs> you know my mom has. <laughs> That's right. But Becky, it really, it's it's a, it's a nice little landmark. Uh, it, I did want to mark the occasion, 200 episodes. That makes us, you know, one of the longest running veterinary focus podcast and I, I'm just super proud to be able to work with you. You've been just, you know, just an, an infinitely wise and inspiring person. And it's just, you know, every week I kind of look forward to our conversations. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I love the feedback we get from our listeners that, you know, just talk about how impactful some of these episodes are for them. So if you have a favorite episode or something that hit home to you, we'd love to hear it um, and just kind of walk back there. We should be, we should have done our greatest moment. <laughs> hey, that's coming up because we're about to hit a, a yearly anniversary soon. So, but, but speaking of landmarks and, and marking time, you recently took time for yourself and, um, and, and that's not easy to do, especially in this day and age. I will say one of the things that sort of the remote or virtual workplace has caused a problem, at least in my life. And I I know in yours as well, is the fact that now that means you're available anywhere, anytime. And so how do we set boundaries when we are setting aside time for ourselves? How do we let other people know that, hey, right now, I just can't be there for you. But wait, you are there for me. You're remotely for me. Why can't you be there for me right now? So Becky, maybe just back up and and explain where you were last week, why you weren't on the podcast, And, and, and sort of what your experience was, because I think a lot of the Viewfinder family, including myself, can relate. Yeah. And actually, I guess last week's podcast is a great example of setting a boundary, right? Right. So when we were trying to record, it was it was bleeding over into time I had taken off for myself. And it's really, really hard. 200 episodes together, Dr. Ernie, to yeah. say, I can't do this one. Um, and that's a perfect example. So last week, my husband and I celebrated 10 years, Ooh. our 10-year anniversary, which was... Newlyweds. Um, <laughs> yeah, brand, we're brand new. And it's funny because we took a trip and we cont- we kept calling it, we kept saying our honeymoon and we would like chuckle because it's like, it's not our honeymoon, you know, but that's what kind of came natural. Well, Becky, um, hang on, just back up because you had big plans for this year that got completely derailed by COVID-19. So maybe you just remind the Viewfinder family kind of what you were 
planning on doing this year and didn't get to do? No. So we did initially have plans to take our entire family, my um, my mom, my sister, brother-in-law, nieces on a cruise to celebrate our 10 years because we felt like our family was a lot of the reason we had made it um, the full <laughs> 10 years. And, and, you know, family is a huge support in your relationships, right? Right. So we wanted to celebrate with everybody. It's funny. They then um, COVID came, and obviously cruises uh, were canceled, rightfully so. And um, it's kind of funny. Then my family got, I guess, booted from the plans because while I agreed to sign up for like sharing a ship with my family, <laughs> I did not sign up to share a house with them. So they got booted from the plans, and we headed out to Western North Carolina, which is basically one of the most beautiful places on earth. Yes. Um, so we had to kind of regroup and replan. And one of the reasons I love cruises is because um, you can't reach me. You have to literally put me in the middle of an ocean to stop working. That's a good point. Um, so I was in Western North Carolina where I was still somewhat reachable, but there was definitely a lot of um, lack of reception and super slow Wi-Fi that kind of right. kept me in check. And Becky, too, just to be clear, I mean, it wasn't like you were taking off, you know, two weeks or something. You know, it was a, it was a this is a short trip. I mean, and you had already sort of. I guess, compromised on the time, right? I mean, this was now turned what was going to be a wonderful, you know, multi-day and, and over a week vacation celebration with your family suddenly gets condensed into just a handful of days. Yeah. And I think this is a great place to start in terms of tips and boundaries. So there is scientific evidence that says your brain does not switch over to vacation mode for four to five days. So when we're only taking like a long weekend, two to three days, um, it really is day four or five. And this is why when you take like five or six or seven days, you're like, man, I feel like I just started to relax. It's because you really did. Your brain just started to kind of turn off. So my number one um, recommendation for folks who are getting away is, is do try to build it into a long weekend and take at least five days, which is what we did. But on top of taking that five days out of town, I sort of built in seven days off around in my calendar so that I didn't feel rushed getting out and I didn't feel rushed getting back in. Yeah. And, and Becky, I, I will just second that, you know, this has been a, 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 like for most people, a very disruptive year. It's everything. We're just sort of not on our normal footing. And, and many of the viewfinder family knows, uh, you know, I, we typically take, uh, we try to take a two week uh, surf trip with our kids, same kind of thing that Becky's describing where we kind of try to get off the grid as much as possible, focus on family, focus on an activity that we all love and enjoy together. Uh, and this year, of course, that didn't happen. And so my wife and I are, we're kind of like, you know, we're getting into the last part of this year <laughs> because it's like, we haven't taken any breaks. And, and Becky, you're right. What I've noticed is over the years, when we take our trips, the first four or five days, I have this tremendous, intense FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm constantly, you know, trying to get cell service and check my emails and messages and, oh gosh, you know, did I, did I get back to you in time? I'm sorry. You know, we were out surfing all day. Uh, and then it takes about four or five days and you suddenly you're like, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that anymore. I need to go catch more, more waves. And, and, and that's a luxury. And that's something that didn't happen in my life till much later in life. I'm sad to say. So I think for me, just to echo Becky's first tip and bit of advice would be to, you know, try as early as possible in your life to really bank somehow time off so that it is more meaningful because you're right, Becky. I mean, you, you go away for sometimes these two or three day trips and you come back saying, I need a vacation for my vacation because of that exact sensitivity to, to, you know, missing out. Yeah. Your brain doesn't get to kick off. Now, 
I feel like in the first seven minutes of this podcast, we've probably lost like 80% of our listeners being like, what's a vacation? And so we talk so much about culture in the clinic. And I hear so regularly just about these misery cultures in clinics. And then the flip side of these quote unquote unicorn clinics, which I just wish they weren't considered unicorn clinics. I wish they were considered like your basic everyday values uh, in the clinic. But anyway, when you have the mentality of a like, what's a vacation? If you don't take your vacation time, um, number one, don't bring it to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel guilty for taking my time. Yeah. But number two, if you are a manager out there, it is your responsibility. The number one thing you can do to improve your culture is to get your people out of that building, yep. leave them alone let them take their vacation, let them have their days off, teach them to not come in on their, their days off, really help through um, leadership to make sure your your people are getting away. Because I will tell you, I came back a better person. And this is where we're always talking about fill your cup. Like, do not feel guilty because when you come back, you are a better coworker, you are a better employee, you are a better caregiver. Right. And I think that the, now I'd like to segue because like right now we've said, OK, look, it, it's in an ideal state. And I really want to clarify that viewfinders, you know, in an ideal state, you take a long period of time off. But let's face it, Becky, I mean, I didn't get to do that till I was kind of an older guy, you know, because I just couldn't afford to do it, quite frankly. And, you know, busy practices and all that, you know, just the, the pressures of life. But. And now, of course, I appreciate it. And I go, gosh, I wish I could have done that when I was younger. But but I didn't and I couldn't. And most of you probably can relate to that. So let's talk about how can we then optimize that three day vacation? Right. So th I think that this is where we often get it wrong, because both of us have expressed this really, you know, kind of intense FOMO. And we, we you know, so how can we help so set boundaries for that three day long weekend weekend so that when we come back on the next Tuesday or Monday or whatever it may be, that we do feel refreshed and restored? So I think it's funny. I, th I thought about this a lot going into my vacation and it's like, I'm not here bragging that I'm about, I'm going on a vacation. I'm here to make it very, very clear to you. So everyone I work with, all of my consulting clients, everyone that I work with knew I was going on vacation. And that's because I was setting the expectation. And it made me think about the advice that they give when like, when you're going to quit smoking about like telling your friends and family, because you create this like, um, expectation and you, you know, it's kind of like quitting with a, with a big group of friends or like lose, losing weight with a weight loss partner. When you create the expectation up front, I am on vacation next week. What do you need from me before I go? Because I will be unaccessible. Um, it is our responsibility to make it clear because unfortunately, and a lot like you said, Dr. Ernie, especially in COVID, we have, and even beyond COVID, right? Like just with smartphones, work is at the tip of our fingers. You know, there was a time you had to literally take your vehicle to work and poke your head in the door to find out what was going on or pick up the phone and call. Now you, you're getting text messages or you can easily text message. How's my patient doing? How's it going there? Did so-and-so show up? Whatever it is. So I think first and foremost, it's setting the expectation. One for you mentally, I am on vacation. I am going on vacation. Just keep telling yourself that. Right. And then number two, make it really clear to the people around you that that is what you will be doing and you will not be accessible. Yeah. And I think that's that's easier said than done because yep. all of us, I mean, let's face it, viewfinders, we got into this profession because we are 
I have huge hearts. We are so caring, compassionate. Like we can't let any of our patients or even our coworkers down. We don't, that that's really that to me, that is like, I mean, even today, Becky, you know, I'm like, I'm running behind because I had a little longer workout this morning. I'm like, Oh, I hate being late, you know, but, but that is sort of the, the, I think that's our personality. So I think what Becky is saying is there's this external accountability aspect saying, look, Hey everybody next week, I'm going to be gone for three days. And I'm not going to be available. And I think you really have to try to shut it down. Um, and, and this now it's easy to say to Becky or Becky tells me, Hey, I can't do the podcast during this time. And I say, okay. Uh, but then what has to happen is Becky then has to not cave in at the last minute when, when, as we had some, some guests go, Hey, listen, I am available during this one time. Can you do it? And, you know, Becky then has to be resolute. Right. And that's, that's also a challenge. It's really hard, especially because like this is my baby, right? Like I don't like to say no to this. I don't like to, again, like you talk about that FOMO. I'm like, I'm not on my show. Like how am I not on my show? (laughs) But at the same time too, this is where you build in really amazing teams and you lean into people like Dr. Ernie, I trust you. Right. You you know, I don't have to be here for it to be a great show. And I know that, although I greatly miss the folks who are like, where was Becky? You know, (laughs) I I love my team, Becky folks out there, but you know, you have to learn that the clinic, first of all, every single clinic, every single building, every single company is full of replaceable skin sacks. (laughs) (laughs) You are very talented. You are very wonderful. You are such an amazing part of your team, but you are also so replaceable. And it is your memories and your life is not. And it is so important to like chant that to yourself because what we give our clinics To be fair, while our patients give that back, our jobs do not and will not. And if you don't have a team that you can trust to take care of your patients while you're gone, you're working with the wrong team anyway. You are very wonderful and you are very special, but your patient's going to be well cared for for your time off. Take it. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, I, I like what you said earlier. This is a leadership issue, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, you know, Laura and I guarded, I mean, we guarded people on their time off because let's face it, we would be in the clinic and there'd be a question that only yeah. you could answer. Right. And now you're on vacation or you're taking a day off or whatever. And it's and you hear staff members go, hey, well, can I just call Dr. Smith real quickly? OK. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, it'll only take two seconds. And you your leadership has to say, no, <laughs> that is right. not appropriate. Yeah. And you set that boundary in the beginning, but I kind of want to hone in on what you said there, right? Like there should be, if, you know, you always talk about when you would have your little problem pocket notebooks, right? Like if you come across Mm -hmm. a problem, then you write it down. If there is anything in the clinic that only one person knows, you have identified a problem (laughs) because there should be no information, none, zero zip zilch in a clinic that is held by one individual. So if that is an issue for you that you are having to reach out to people for that, then you need to change your system of communication because this is additionally how we get into bullying and bad practices because we get this coveting of information so that we feel the security of I'm super needed in my clinic. Right. And then there's another potentially uh, harmful aspect of this, Becky, and that is so now you might have one of these as, as we call them practice divas. OK, you can call them whatever you want. 
want. You know, they're the terrors of the treatment yeah. area. Queen and so bees. the queen bee, whatever king, king bees, who, whatever it is, it's that person, you know, that, that's kind of the domineering force mm. in your clinic. And it's usually not positive. But anyway, so now you're off and you're not that person. The domineering person can say, oh, my gosh, Becky, Becky, totally. Did she even call this person? There's nothing written down. I'm going to have to call Becky and find out. Right. So there can be that aspect. And that's where when I said the word guarding, I meant it, you know, because you have to be conscious and sensitive and really aware of what's happening in your clinic to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, not so fast. Becky needs this time off. She she deserves this time off. And when you're off, we're not going to bother you either. So I do think it is so driven by leadership. It has to be a cultural thing. And what you find, viewfinders, is after really after you go through this a few times where kind of the leadership shuts it down and goes, no, we're not bothering Becky. She's on vacation. It becomes just sort of, okay. we don't do that anymore. And, you know, like you said, then systems can shift. I mean, you can you can adapt, you know, and and like you said, Becky, sadly, guess what? Chances are that question isn't going to result in the demise of a patient or a a build of your building falling down. Right. I mean, your, your practice will survive if you can't figure out, hey, did she autoclave that pack yesterday before she left? Yes, that's actually a really good point, too. Right. Like it's what you need to know in the moment to make your life easier and to continue on with your checklist. Good point. So the question that you probably need is really a self-serving fill in the blank. Um, If there is, if you are in the middle of a lawsuit or your license is being questioned and it's an incident that happened yesterday with a veterinarian (laughs) who didn't write down a drug, then you show up at their house. (laughs) But unless there is life and limb or legal effects of not talking to that person, like just don't. And, and this is the thing. This is why we're honing in on this and talking about this because I got more than one, Hey, I know you're on vacation, but, and number one, so I, I put this out there several times to people I work with that I'm very close with when I tell them no. And then they come back and say things like, I know you said no, but I just have to ask again because (laughs) do not make me say no twice because saying no once is already hard enough for me. So when you create a situation where, you know, I'm going to have to say it again, you know, I'm probably not going to say it again. Um, So number one, do not do that to your people. But if it starts with, I know it's your day off, but I know you're having a baby right now, but (laughs) Um, like whatever it is, if there is a, but then you have to check yourself. And, And honestly, this is part of the problem with cell phone use in the clinic, right? Now we're friends. We have our phone numbers in each other's cell phones. We don't think twice about throwing a text or throwing a phone call out there to that person. It's not a matter of we have to pick up the clinic phone anymore and ask for so-and-so's phone number or ask for the phone list. So to your point, it's very hard to cinch that process up. Yeah, it's gotten harder. And if you're also about to send that text and you're saying to yourself, your rationale is she won't mind. (laughs) You know, again, what we're doing, not only are we are we answering for that person. We're actually making a judgment on on how they would behave or respond to a request. But on the other side of that, we are disrespecting their time off. So I think it's really, really important on us as individuals to say, yeah, they might mind. And actually, if I were in that situation, I would mind. Also, if you're in management and they won't mind, 
teach them to mind. Like, <laughs> right, right, yes, right. Half of us will not mind because we are already missing out on what's a clinic. We are already suffering from terrible imposter syndrome and we feel like we need to be needed. And so we want that text message. We want to be that person who only knows. The problem with that is... You have that in the beginning when you're an insecure member of the veterinary you know, team. And then like 20 years later, when you're even 10 years later, when you're really confident and you're a little beat down, you, you care, but you've created the expectation that you're 24 seven. And then you have to try to turn it around. And I think that's where we've gotten into big trouble. But our new generation is literally coming into job interviews, asking about work-life balance. So um, they're looking for it. We need to take a page out of their book. Yeah. And I think there's certainly lessons to be learned from all. And as as we kind of shift towards the last half of this uh, conversation or last third, I guess it is today, um, I want to talk about the prep work that should go into taking time off because Becky hinted at it earlier, but I think it's essential if you're going to have a successful completely, you know, if you're going to disconnect from your clinic, from your outside world responsibilities, you have to do a little prep work ahead of time. So Becky, explain that process one more time, because I think that sometimes that's where many mistakes happen, especially when people go, well, I'm only taking off two or three days. So they don't think they need to prep. And then, of course, when they're on their vacation, they're getting inundated with texts. So, right. Good point. And and part of this is that um, the idea that self-care, um, relaxation, yada, yada, that, the, that it comes to you, you have to schedule your time off. You have to schedule your self-care. You have to make it a priority. And so, yeah, my vacation's been on my calendar for three, four, five months. Um, and, and sometimes it has to be that planned out so that you can clear your schedule in that kind of way when, when you speak or, um, you know, own a business, like I do right. have to play it out. Um, on top of that, again, I scheduled seven days off for a five-day vacation. And part of that was because, so we weren't leaving till Thursday and we were coming back on Monday. I told people I was gone from Wednesday to Wednesday. And then that way I was packing things in on Tuesday. Very, very, very important last minute things happened on Wednesday while I ran around and got my errands done. And part of that was, I didn't go into my vacation in like crazy, exhausted, mentally already frazzled mode. Um, I live by checklists. I live by those types of things. And then the other part of that was um, getting back on Monday, but not really hitting the ground full fledged until Wednesday. So I had yesterday as a buffer day to get my laundry done, dig half of my emails out and to not really have my phone and emails ringing and going crazy, adding to the stress of, oh gosh, now I'm back. And they don't feel like I need a vacation from my vacation now. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and again, it doesn't matter if you're taking two or three days. If you can build in that day ahead of time, start setting expectations. And one of the things I found interesting about this from Becky is that Wednesday, as she mentioned before they actually left, she was kind of tidying up, doing those last minute little things that had to be done. And I got a text from her and I was like, hey, wait, aren't you supposed to be on vacation? (laughs) You know, and you're like, well, actually, we're leaving tomorrow. I just wanted to make sure that I had this finished up with you before, you know, I left. And I thought I was like so impressed because it was like, (laughs) that is a really smart strategy. So, you know, again, I think a lot of us when we're going into our real long vacations, you know, we do totally work. And, you know, I used to joke about uh, I wanted all my doctors to take off, you know, a a couple of days every month because I knew that the couple of days leading up to their taking time off, they would be the most efficient and productive, (laughs) 
you know, because we, yeah. we all, we've all experienced that before. We're like, you totally clear out your inbox before you go on vacation. Um, but, but all joking aside, what Becky is doing is trying to say, okay, look, you know, here are, I've got this little buffer day that allows me to do those last minute things because otherwise that Wednesday, when you were tidying up and prepping spills over into your Thursday, which is quote unquote, your actual vacation. And then you're really not on vacation until the Friday. So now you've lost, you know, a whole day of it. And that's what happens. I mean, that's what happens to most of us, Becky. I mean, like we are, let's say we're taking off. It's a long weekend. We're taking off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back on Monday. I mean, on the way to wherever we're going on Friday, we are doing all the last minute work that we should have done on the Thursday. So again, viewfinders, I'd love to know, like, what are some of your strategies? But I think that a little bit of preparation that requires planning, you know, again, strategy requires planning. And I think that too often we just sort of roll into the long weekend going, yeah, let's go. And you're like, wait, I can't because I got this and this and this and this and that. Yeah, you described that kind of two days of your vacation where you're still trying to handle life and remind people and things like that. And so, you know, again, that quote unquote built in or those two days were built in for me to where I kind of rolled down into it. And you're exactly right. Thursday, when we took off in the morning, I didn't look at my email. I had nothing to cinch up, got in the car and just began the vacation and drove out. So, and and again, I understand it's easier said than done. I mean, I know that the majority unfortunately, of our population doesn't have paid vacations or paid holidays and things like that. And so a lot of this that we're, you know, we're talking to you managers out there, you practice owners out there. And then, you know, if that's not something you experience, if that's not something your clinic helps provide you, it's something to recommend and talk about, especially when we're always saying like address your clinic culture. Because again, I am you know, I came back this morning, like Dr. Ernie's like, Oh, I'm running late, freaking out. And I was like, yeah, be chill. It's cool. You said you're five (laughs) minutes late. Like, cause I'm still on vacation time where I'm chill. I'm okay. I'm relaxed. And, um, I was able to ease as much in as I was able to ease out of vacation mode. So Becky, as, as we sort of wrap up today's conversation, what were the, how did you truly disconnect? Like, did you just say, I'm not checking my emails. I'm not looking at Facebook. I mean, what were some of those things that you actually did while you were away? Okay, so like, to be fair, like I said, number one, I generally put myself in the middle of the ocean where it can't happen right. because I don't necessarily have the, I'm not saying I'm good at this. Um, I had to set myself up for it. Luckily in the middle, of Western North Carolina, the mountains, I had very little cell reception. And again, that made it easier to not care. Um, Three mental strength and strategy. We talk regularly about like meditation and self-care and like, look, this is not going to come to you. It is as much your job to create your boundaries, to create your peace, to create your time. And you owe it, right? Like my husband and I were on our anniversary vacation. He he does not need to see me working. I don't need to work. I did not want to read about politics. So part of that was truly me just saying, I'm not going to do this. Part of it was not having reception. And then the other part was incredibly slow Wi-Fi. So, um, I'm kind of laughing about that, but part of it is know your strengths and put yourself in a situation if you have to, like if you have to just go on airplane mode and leave it, what do you need to do to make that happen? For me, it is truly to go where my phone cannot connect. 
Right. So put yourself in a Faraday cage yeah. and go on vacation. And I will say, you know, Becky, as we kind of come back to this, the start, the boundary aspect for me, you know, what, what I've, the only way I've been able to do this. And again, you know, it's sometimes different if you're a business owner, you know, you're a chief executive officer of something. I mean, you yeah, know, so I, I look, I do believe there are some different rules because there are times when I have to, you know, they're mission critical as we call them sure. uh, messages. But um, what I've done on my vacations, whether they're long, or short is just say, I'm going to be available for like this one or two hour period. And so that's, you know, even with the surf trips with the kids, you know, we sort of condition them over the years to say, you know, Hey, we're going to allow, you know, kind of you to check your Snapchat and Instagram, you know, for this period of time. Now I like what Becky said too, because I, I guess we sort of accidentally backed into the same kind of Faraday cage, because if we're on the water surfing all day, we don't have access. Right. right? I mean, you know, and I do think that's one of the the beautiful things of getting out in nature, you know, leaving all the technology behind, because you had mentioned uh, to me that you and and Timmy went on long hikes. You, you went to, 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 you know, spas and things like that, where you were forced to abandon technology. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and every time we did it, it felt better and better. So yeah, we, again, just being locations where we were, um, we didn't have great reception, but that's exactly right. We were in the middle of DuPont National Forest um, with like waterfall. The only reason I was grabbing my phone was to take pictures of the amazing things we were seeing. To your point, there was like once or twice a day where I'd go through my email and take out the junk and just get rid of the things that I saw that I knew I wasn't going to have to, you know, so that when I got back, things were a little bit more controlled and concise. Um, I will tell you another very, very lovely secret. If you have the ability, the financial ability, get your house clean before you come home. (laughs) It's the most amazing thing. Um, Wow. Because, you know, we were gone for five days. So our pet sitter was here and our, you know, I don't expect her to vacuum and sweep and clean the the rugs and everything. And, you know, I have six animals. So um, if you can just give yourself a a nice little cherry on top and get your house clean. Wow. I love that because that's always like Laura's biggest fear. It's like leading up to vacation. She wants the house to be perfectly spotless. Right. Mainly because I think the pet sitter will come in and she'll be like, Oh, y'all are nasty, you know, (laughs) but on the other side of that, I think it's because she wants to come back and not have to clean. Yeah. And to be fair, we did that as well. And and just interesting point with COVID, we were like, oh, what do we do? Because my pet sitter is also an amazing person. She's a social worker for um, the Brunswick. Well, I don't know if I can say that. She's a social worker. Right. Um, and she, I really wanted to keep her protected because she works with babies and, and seniors. So um, in addition to just your regular house cleaning and things we had to do, I actually like went and bought new pillows, new sheets, new bed spreads. Um, We steamed, sterilized, cleaned everything we possibly could, wiped down all the handles behind us. So um, we actually had to take some additional precautions in COVID. And then same thing when we got home, we felt like we needed to do some certain things just to make sure that there was a separation. Um, But it was kind of an interesting um, life when you think about it in the sense of making sure our pets that are felt protected in our home during this time. Wow, I love that. Well, Viewfinders, we appreciate the time that you have spent with us. 200, 200 episodes. Times. We can't thank you <laughs> enough. It's amazing. Uh, we do want to hear, how do you set boundaries? How do you take time off for yourself? What are the things that you have found to be effective? And then what are the things that you find annoying when you are on vacation or trying to take a couple of days off to yourself? We really want to hear from you. 
Yeah, and and honestly, if you don't tell us too, what'd you learn from this podcast that you're you're going to implement in your life? Because we really want to be here to help you have actionable items that you can be brave, be resilient, and put them into action. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder and on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can shout out Dr. Ernie, not me, on Twitter <laughs> at Vet Viewfinder. Don't forget, you can listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But if you head over to Apple iTunes, we would greatly appreciate your stars and your comments. And, you know, um, that's a good thing to do to catch up on podcasts while you're taking your you time on vacation. And if you've listened to all 200 episodes, we definitely yes. want to hear from you unless you're Becky's mom. Uh, and we hope Aww. that you are listening to this uh, at a restful, restorative place right now. But definitely take time off get away from the hectic chaos of the world that is right now and really help rejuvenate your spirit. So until next time, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.